Hi, I'm Kara Swisher, executive editor of Recode. Thanks for listening to Recode Replay. Here's one of the interviews from the stage of Code Commerce 2017 in New York City. If you like it, please leave us a review at iTunes.com slash Recode Replay. When Jason and I started talking a few months ago about participating in this event by giving a presentation like this, I thought, sure, it's nothing I like to talk about more than the future of retail. And then I started to really think about the fact that I would be standing in front of a whole room full of people who worked in the industry, who had experience and their own views on this, and I started to feel a little intimidated. And I've also haven't gotten up and given a presentation like this before, so this is kind of exhilarating. Okay, so I'm going to kick off with a little game. I'm going to flash a couple logos on the screen of some iconic US businesses, and I'd like you to help me identify them first and foremost as a retailer or a brand. Sears. Retailer. Macy's. Ralph Lauren. Coca-Cola. Okay, so those were pretty easy. Let's try a few more. Apple. Warby Parker. Bonobos. Okay, those were a little harder. The the roles of brands and retailers used to be crystal clear. They were complementary, but mostly distinct. In the past cycles, Brands were identified most closely by product. They put beautiful images on them, they attached a memorable logo to it, and hopefully they had something iconic. Most often they didn't have a direct relationship with their consumer. Retailers, on the other hand, were all about the context. They took those products, they put them in stores, they merchandised them, they invited customers into their environment, and they focused on servicing them and closing the transaction. Today's $22 trillion retail ecosystem is being completely reorganized. It's being fueled by a customer's evolving relationship with retail. It's not just that we don't shop in any one location, but rather across many different channels. It's that we're constantly being inundated by new triggers to to influence purchase decisions. They're coming at us anytime, anywhere, and anyhow. The lines between retailers and brands are blurring. They're conflating, and they're challenging economic models of the past. And the leaders of tomorrow are embracing this blurriness. They're not concerned with fitting into the paradigms of the past. They understand that the strongest place to compete is from building a transformational relationship with the consumer. And they're relentlessly focused on discovering new ways to do that. When I talk about retail, I like to start here, because it speaks to just how dramatic a metamorphosis retail is going through. In the cycle predating digital prominence, growth was led by the malls, and malls grew exponentially for decades. In fact, for four decades, the the growth of square footage in the US grew twice as fast as the population. And while the malls offered a new shopping experience, It was largely one-dimensional. Even if the product was amazing, the experience was flat. You'd walk into a store, you'd be greeted by shelves of product, rounders of product. Maybe if you were interested in something, you'd pick it up, you'd walk to the back of the room, you'd go to a nondescript dressing room. We've all experienced bad lighting, unflattering mirrors. 
you wanted to buy something, you'd walk up to the cash wrap, you'd stand in line at the queue, and you'd walk out the door. And maybe you didn't even speak with anybody. And as early as 2000, when Amazon and eBay were coming into prominence, people started forecasting the death of the mall, the end of brick and mortar retailer. And for, it's true that for the last several decades, traffic has been declining, but it's really accelerated at a crazily fast rate in the most recent years. In fact, these are actually the most recent numbers we could find, but between 2010 and 2013 alone, visits to stores declined by 50%. So the question becomes, why is this happening now, and why is it happening at such an accelerated pace? I would argue that there are two primary drivers to this. One is an all-new consumer coming into full view and peak spending. We most typically think of this consumer as a millennial, but it's really about a mindset as much as anything, and it's certainly anyone who's younger than a millennial. The second is technology, is the real integration of technology into both the front end and the back ends of our lives and business. I would argue that the leaders of the next generation of commerce are looking to make visceral connections with their consumers. The most engaged consumers today are really want to know who they're in business with. They want to know who's behind the brand. They're actually willing to embrace brands kind of like they do relationships. They want them to be dynamic. They want them to offer them something and challenge them. In many ways, they're looking, they're inviting brands to be part of their own journey to become better versions of themselves and, to, and as part of their path to individuation. And technology and data is empowering these companies to constantly be students of their customer and to evolve and meet them along that journey. And the reality is there's hundreds of brands, hundreds of old line brands that just aren't thinking this way. They're not talking to their customers this way and they're not engaging with their customers this way. A second trend shaping the industry is the shifting views towards ownership and the changing relationship with money. We are definitely past the era of you are what you own and we're into the era of you are what you experience. This is also being led by the millennial. The millennial lives their life fluidly between on and offline. They're giving priority to things that are Instagrammable. It's also the first generation that has less, that's making less money than their parents did at this time in their lives. And they're certainly the first generation to have such unprecedented access to information. And all of these things are contributing to making them a highly discerning group of consumers. And they're making their own decisions. They're not following in the past they're not falling in the path of past generations. Another trend, forgot that slide. <laughs> it was a good one too. Another trend is the evolution of technology, is smart versus stagnant technology. Sure, the retail revolution couldn't be happening without technology, but thinking about the Amazon kills the brick and mortar store is really not telling much about the narrative. Technology, integrating technology is not just about closing a transaction online. It's about using technology to power greater learnings, greater insights, and deliver better experiences. It's about leveraging technology, almost like a person leverages their relationship and memory to deliver unique and memorable experience, engagement. And the last trend that's, that's critical is the, un, the increasingly uncertain world that we live in and the opportunity for brands to be a source of stability. 
artificial intelligence, driverless cars, advancing technology are all threatening to reshape entire industries. And at the same time, social norms are being challenged. People are job hopping more frequently. People are moving more frequently. We have more multi-generational households than we've had in past generations. And the idea of a freelance-based career is taking shape. And in this world where there's fewer constraints, there's an opportunity for a brand to offer consumers some stability, something dependable. In many ways, all of these things are combining to help commerce come full circle. If you think about the entomology of commerce, it comes from the Latin commercium. Com meaning together, merceum meaning merchandise. It's not just about the product, but it's about the social context. The early days of retail were shaped by bartering and then marketplaces. They were human interactions. They were focused on the negotiation and the interaction between two parties as much or maybe more than the product. These forms of retailing emerged into the corner store, which was also a very locally driven retail experience. The shopkeeper knew who their clientele was. They stocked their shelves with local vendor products, almost thinking about who they would be selling it to in the neighborhood. From there, we started to see chain retail. And product took center stage. And relationships went to the background. Malls led the charge here, giving rise to department stores, specialty stores, and big box retailers. And as digital access opened up, online offerings flourished. And as marketplaces emerged, we came into the era of endless aisles of products. And in this sea of mass merchandising and mass marketing, the one-on-one -on -one connections and the personal interactions of retail went to the background and it became more generic. And the consumer was left feeling overwhelmed and disconnected. Until today, technology is enabling an about face. It's bringing back the opportunity for one-on-one -on -one connections. And it's enabling it in a scalable way. It's bringing experiences, connections, service, and values back to the center stage. When I think about the brands that are flourishing today, one common theme they share is a focus on making life easier, better, and happier for their consumers. They don't see the product as the destination, but they embrace the journey as the essential opportunity. And they know instinctively what the customer wants, whether it's an opportunity for a product or a platform that helps them get closer to their aspirational selves, or it's a concierge-style service that, tells, that suggests what they need, maybe before they even know they wanted it. Or it's a values-based brand that lets them to identify with something that they want to stand for or, connect, or a like-minded group of constituents. But more than anything, this group of retailers and brands are living in a world of pure imagination. They're looking at retail as a blank slate. And they're maniacally focused on delivering experiences. And in many times, this means going back to the future. If you think about it, in the recent past, the typical business model was to have a fleet of stores, to have one complementary online store. Today, the path to scale for businesses is being reinvented in that there's so many businesses starting online, taking the opportunity to get to know their customer, refine their offerings, refine their marketing messages. And then when they're ready and they have a deeper understanding and a foundation for their business, they're thinking about how to enter the offline world. 
but they don't need to do it just for a transaction. They have the opportunity to do it to increase engagement, to have another touch point to a consumer. Even the leader in e-commerce, in online e-commerce, Amazon, is demonstrating this trend with their recent purchase of Whole Foods. But these stores are not just about putting your logo on the same four-wall concept. It's about reimagining what's happening inside that store. And sometimes that includes technology. I think we're at the advent of starting to see augmented reality and virtual reality brought into experiences. We've got things like technology-powered dressing rooms or the ability to kind of bridge the gap between online and offline and book appointments or have products set aside for you when you get into the store. It's also about maybe taking some product out of the store and using the store as a place for education or for a place to gather for community and make a different statement about your brand. The social context is important. You know, I mean, the reality is that all the leaders understand that product is important. Product's always been king. You've got to have a good product. It's got to have a strong value proposition and be of high quality. But that's just table stakes. Today, you really have to think about how you rise above the noise. How do you deliver the customer something better, something more remarkable? These companies are embracing consumers as collaborators. They understand that, co that consumers want to be part of their journey. They want to be included, and they're inviting them into their world and enabling them to be co-creators or ambassadors or emboldening them to help sell. More than anything, they realize that with retail, they're competing for attention by anybody that's offering an experience, not just other retailers. And so this is yet another reason that's made the experience come into prominent view. And it's really, it's inspiring them to think entirely different about what retail is. Retail can be an event. It can be an opportunity to build brand affinity or to create shareable content moments and sell product there. It can be retail that's anchored by a service where, where you're having a chance to offer the consumer something beyond just the physical product. It can extend beyond the four walls and the flat screen by bringing things like augmented reality or virtual reality and letting somebody on one side of the globe experience a boutique on the other. Product personalization is, is coming to be more realistic with the, uh, the advent of technology on the production side and the opportunity for richer, personalized products. There's also the notion of dynamic pricing offerings, by dynamic assortments and dynamic pricing. In a world where we have insight into real-time inventory and consumer demand, and immediate consumer demand, these things can be modified. And there's the idea of showrooming. This is where entertainment and fun is front and center. And while all of this is inspired by the opportunity, or I would argue the need to create stronger bronze with consumers, it also offers the potential for a more attractive economic model. In this new retail world, there's stronger connections with consumers, there's deeper insights, and there's refined levers into your business, into merchandising strategies, into inventory buying, into marketing messages, into engagement prompts. And all of that stands to fuel efficiencies and to drive greater predictability into business. In summary, the $22 trillion estimated worldwide retail sales ecosystem is up for reimagination. It's being driven by an all-new consumer, a reimagined path to purchase, smart technology that's reshaping the ecosystem and giving rise to new business models. And sure, this can feel threatening to stagnant businesses, and it probably is. But more than anything, it's an opportunity. 
It's an opportunity for retailers and brands to be more than they've ever been in the past. They can be a source of entertainment. They can be a source of service. They can have a real engaged relationship with the consumer. And I would argue that all of this gives the potential for a stronger business model as well. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Recode Replay. Remember to leave us a review at iTunes.com slash Recode Replay and be sure to check out our other podcasts. Every Monday, I host Recode Decode, a podcast about tech and media's key players, big ideas, and how they're changing the world we live in. On Thursdays, you can hear Recode Media, in which Peter Kafka interviews the smartest and most interesting people in the media world. And on Fridays, I host Too Embarrassed to Ask, along with Lauren Good of The Verge, where we answer all of your questions about consumer tech. You can find all these shows and more at recode.net or wherever you listen to your podcasts.